welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. This is episode 384, When You Choose a Different Path Than the One Your Family Is On with George. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. And if you can relate to being a generational pattern breaker or you're choosing a different path than the one your family's on, maybe you're leaving a religion you grew up in or have left. Maybe you didn't do the family business that you got pressured to do or want to get out of the family business. Maybe you want to be in a different political party. Maybe you want to just do something different than what your family wants you to do or what they all do this episode is for you because we're talking to George who grew up in a Christian family and at at a certain age, he just didn't connect with it anymore and is now on his own spiritual path and is questioning, what's my relationship with my family look like now? So I think you're getting a lot of value from this episode. Make sure to really get to the middle part where we get into, you know, what is truly triggering George and why he's having a hard time moving into acceptance. So as you're listening to this episode, consider, do you feel like the outsider in your family and the generational pattern breaker? Have you made a choice that your family doesn't approve of? Is your family trying to fix you or trying to convince you to come back to their religion or their business or their hometown or whatever it may be? And finally, do you feel like as a kid and even now, your own family, your own flesh and blood doesn't really understand you. So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with George. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week. And I cannot tell you how excited I am about this sponsor because I am obsessed with this product. It is called Sensate and I have one. I actually got one and it was like, I have to have them as a sponsor on my podcast because I love this thing. So what it is, it's an infrared resonance device that when paired with the sessions in the companion app works towards reducing stress, improving well-being, and helping sleep. So I got to admit, since postpartum, I've had a lot of trouble sleeping. (laughs) Now, Athena's sleeping better, but my cortisol is all messed up. My sleep patterns are all messed up. And just being a mom in that first year, my brain is wired to just kind of be half asleep because I'm always wondering if my baby's okay. And I've needed things to help calm my nervous system, to help regulate. And I put this on my chest. You put the device on your on your chest and it vibrates and pulsates and does all this really cool thing that impacts your, your vagus nerve. And I swear, I go to sleep. <laughs> it's so amazing. So what it does is it emits these infrasonic sound waves that are synchronized with the soundscapes in the app to provide deep relaxation in 10 to 30 minute sessions. So it helps release stress, anxiety, but also increases your stress resilient over time, improves your heart rate variability, and helps with better quality sleep. I can attest to that. So it works on toning your vagus nerve, which is all something that we need to tone and relax. I love this thing and I'm excited that you get a $30 off code to use when you go and purchase one. It is worth the investment in my experience. I got my parents one for Christmas. I really do love this thing. 
So go to getsensei.com and enter promo code over it in the checkout box. So Sensate is spelled S-E-N-S-A-T-E. So again, getsensei.com, use promo code over it in the checkout box to get your $30 off. All right, and now on to my coaching call with George. George, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. It's really nice to talk with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so kind of one of the big issues in my life in the last several years is knowing how to na- navigate the relationships I have with my family. I was raised in a very religious Christian upbringing, and the spiritual path I'm on now looks very, very different. Um, it's something that I am personally really excited about, but mm-hmm. it falls outside of the kind of you know, rules, I'm sure you've heard it all before, um, that I was brought up in. And it does create a really tough dynamic in our relationship. And so just, I would love to talk with you about how to go over maybe boundary setting and like still valuing these relationships and growing in them, but knowing how to do it with this difficult dynamic. Mm. Well... What boundaries have you set so far? Well, so I feel as though there has been a bit of a breakthrough in the last two to three years. One of the big moments actually was a conversation where we we did connect after quite a few years of me, I'm sure, feeling very distant from them and them not knowing why. From, from my perspective, it was because I was... I felt like a hypocrite as a Christian because that was not true to me anymore, but I didn't know how to go about, yeah, I guess communicating to that, that to them. Mm -hmm. And so one day we did have this conversation and I said, you know what? I think I need to ask you to just stop trying to fix me. To me, that felt really hard to say because it, it felt like I was hurting their feelings. You know, I'm saying when you send me Bible verses and tell me that you're praying for me, it's just, it's causing more distance than it is helping. Yeah. And I just need you to love me for me and to stop trying to fix me is the words I used. And that actually was um, pretty well received. And well I would said say too. that was... Uh, I acknowledge you for yeah. how you said that. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> yeah, and so... Ever since then, it's been still tough, um, and but that was a big moment for us, really. Like honestly, to tell them stop trying to fix me, um, and and then just kind of telling them I do believe that I'm on a spiritual journey, and it's, it's something that's very personal. I mm-hmm. think it's personal to everyone, and I need you to respect that. So that was that was a boundary I think I was able to establish with them, and that felt really good. Yeah. Um, but moving forward, I mean, I, I feel, feel like, you know, we all have our highs and lows. And then in the months and years to follow that conversation, you know, you kind of, I don't know, it, it's maybe hard for me to keep up that boundary a little bit. They're pretty good about respecting it. Um, but like even now, like my entire family, this includes my three sisters, their spouses, all my nieces and nephews, they all live like in the same small town that I grew up in. They all go to the same church I grew up in, mm. and I'm out here, you know, kind of the black sheep of the family. I don't know that they would say that, but it, it does kind of have this, it 
feels very disconnected at times. Yeah. And part of that is, I believe, very necessary. Like I, I right. kind of need to create some distance and unless I would just run back into their, you know, into that system that I was in. Right. Right. So I think it's healthy, but I still, I mean, we still love each other and I, I still respect my family and my parents. Like they, they gave me as good of an upbringing as they could and they were motivated by love for me. So often I'm kind of conflicted, you know, like I feel, I feel like, Oh, this must really hurt them. But then it's like, well, I'm not living my life for them. That's I'm right. living it for me. And that was a, that was a big moment too, to kind of be like, okay, I need to stop doing this for them because it's hurting both of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that's kind of where we're at, I guess. So from my perspective, you've handled all of this very well and mm. they have handled it, you know, given and when somebody leaves a religion that is very, very, very important to the family and everyone's very entrenched and connected to that, um, it can feel very frightening for everyone else because, for, well, for a lot of reasons. One, that, you know, bad things might happen to you. Two yeah. is- 100%. Like there's a rejection that can get triggered not just the rejecting of the religion, but rejecting of them because they associate with that. So it's it's been hard for you and I imagine hard for them too. And so all things considered, I think everybody's handled this pretty well so far. Mm-hmm. So okay. what I'm, well, that's, that's encouraging to hear. <laughs> so what I'm curious about is where do you think there's a problem here and what's still bothering you about this? So I think one of the big issues um, that has, and maybe to some extent, I need to just accept the reality that there is going to be some deep things that we can't connect on on, on the same level Correct. anymore. And maybe part of this is just an acceptance of that, and I'm having a hard time accepting it. Yeah. Um, but for for example, like I'm on a spiritual journey right now that I, like, I, I can't express to you how excited I am about it. I feel as though like I had a huge spiritual block coming out of the Christian bubble. Um, I didn't want any time I thought spirituality, I just associated that with my bad experience as a Christian, either feeling like I was condemned to hell or I was being a hypocritical Christian, like Mm -hmm. so much negative energy around. Anytime I thought spirituality, it was just negative energy. And I just, I stuffed it down, shut it out. And just kind of lived my kind of miserable life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually with a girl right now who is very uh, into spirituality, but not from an organized religion perspective. And I mean, since then, I mean, the in the last couple of months, I've had some amazing just synchronicities happen. And I've experienced a ton of growth spiritually. Like it's for the first time in a long time, I feel very excited about where I'm at. Hmm. Um, but that's something that I just, I'm like, I don't know what to tell my family about that. I don't know if I should tell them anything about it because mm-hmm. I, I hope I'm not perceiving too much what they will say, but I feel like, you know, growing up with them, I understand them well enough to know that what I would tell them about my experience, they would kind of just meet my excitement with concern they would say you're being deceived right you know they might even say like well you know there's demonic 
right. influence that you need to be watching out for and stuff just because it falls so outside of that umbrella. Right. And so, yeah, it's just that to me feels like I'm excited about where I'm at. I don't see it as a huge problem, but I'd love to continue my relationship with them in a way that like we both love each other. At the end of the day, we're yeah. still family. But how much of that do I share with them or expect them to understand? And how much do I just go, you know what? I'm on my personal journey, you're on yours, and we can still love each other. I think you know the answer to that already. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and this isn't, this isn't Maybe the answer me. isn't that. <laughs> yeah. This isn't me not giving them the benefit of the doubt. This is just putting myself in the shoes of someone who is very, very um, committed to their beliefs and very much believes that their belief is true. And everybody has that right. Yes. And and from my point of view, 100%. no one's wrong in terms of what they do spiritually. I have a question though for you. I'm just curious. Um did you always feel like a little bit of the outsider of your family? Did you always feel like you were a bit different? That's a okay, that's a very interesting question. In a broader sense, I always did feel a little bit like I was quite unique and different. Um, in general, I don't know, like yeah. just in the small rural community that I grew up in. Yeah. I'm the only boy in a family of, you know, me and four, like four other, sorry, three sisters, mm -hmm. so four kids. Um, so that kind of set me a little bit apart already just in kind of those gender roles that you kind sure. of grew up in. Sure. But you know what? Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I would say yes. Um, I do feel like I was very much an outlier. Like yeah. we grew up in a rural farming community and I needed to leave when I was, when I was older. I just, it was like, I, I yeah. loved my childhood and everything, but I went this, I, I could stay and take over the family farm. This could be my life. And I just went no way. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. out of here yeah. and I, I had to, I had to leave. I needed to find my own path, I guess. And so even right from, you know, 17, 18, I already kind of had that sense. So I would, yeah. I would say the answer to your question is probably very much a yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, if we were to look at what's underneath this and why, like logically and rationally, you, you know the answer to some of the questions you've been asking me, but there's still a part of you that is like, but could it be different? But could we more connected? Like, will they finally get it? And what, the the inner child in you may be asking is, will my family ever really see me? Will they ever really be able to understand me? They may love me, but will they ever be able to really see me? And for many of us, especially those of us that are generational pattern breakers, which is the term I like to use over the terms black sheep, because I think it's way more accurate. <laughs> is oh, okay that, that sounds a lot better too yes i agree is that we are conflicted between our soul path and our family lineage because we have this this thing that we're just born with that we know we're on a different path but yet especially if we came from a good family there's a lot of people that are generational pattern breakers that are like I was fine to break free of that family because it was not the healthiest. But it sounds like for the right. most part, every family has its stuff, but for the most part, you had a pretty nice family life. And so there's probably a conflict inside there of, I want to be me, 
but I also want to be seen and loved by my family. And those two things may not be possible ever in this lifetime for you. Now, so I think that's what sort of perpetuates you trying to have a connection with them that may not be possible. Doesn't mean you don't love them. Doesn't mean you're not connected. It's just real true intimacy means people can really see us and really get us. And because of the, you know, we all come in with our level of consciousness and the beliefs that we adhere to and just what our soul path is. And because you and your family are on quite a different one when it comes to religion and faith and spirituality, and it just sounds like a lot of other things like taking risks, moving out of the small town, like you want a more interesting depth filled life and they might be quite content with a more simple life. Again, neither one's better. They're just different. And totally what's confusing yeah. about growing up in a relatively quote unquote good family is sometimes you don't realize where you might be hurting and where you might be hurting that this is bumping up against is just felt like you just weren't completely understood. Like weren't completely seen always was a little bit different and that can feel, you know, a little isolating when there's five members of the family that all kind of are the same and you're the different one. Yeah. 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 Totally. So my recommendation to you is, you know, there's always opportunities and I don't know what kind of spiritual path you're on, but to me, any level of healing is spiritual because we're always moving out of judgment and out of, you know, beliefs that may be holding us back and into love. And that to me is the essence of spirituality. And Mm. part of that is really loving ourselves. So I would consider just having a conversation with or doing some inner work with the younger parts of you who felt loved, but maybe not seen, who felt safe, but not completely Mm. understood. Again, not the kind of trauma you hear about, you know, in a kid who grew up in an abusive family. I don't know. Maybe there's trauma there that you're not telling me about. But still, there's some, there was some pain there. And there was some, I imagine as a little kid, navigating some lonely times. Because there were probably times where you just felt like you weren't really gotten. Yeah. And honestly, can I just jump in? Of course. For one second. What you have to say, I mean, that really resonates with me that distinction that you're making because I did grow up in a in a loving family that yes we had our issues but it was it was not an abusive home and I think that partly was kind of the that felt like part of the problem for a while is I'm like why do I feel this way despite the fact that I did have a good upbringing you know and it's almost like I can't acknowledge I almost felt a little bit selfish saying you know oh I had some hurt there looking around and seeing that other people had it a lot worse, but then kind of getting more personal about it. It's like, no, there was some hurt there and yeah. it, it happens in any type of family. And yeah. so just kind of like not overselling it, but just, but acknowledging it at the same time. Yes. Huge. Acknowledging yeah. it and moving into compassion for yourself and those younger parts that felt that way. Cause we never get anywhere if we compare our experiences with another because we're only living our life. 
and we never want to minimize our experience. And I think that you might find that if you heal this inside of you and bring love to those parts of you that felt separate, that felt different, that didn't feel completely seen and understood, then I can't think of a better word. This isn't the right word, but I'm just going to say it. Maybe a better one will come in. This kind of tension or like just underlying stuff you feel with your family about how to connect, it may resolve because it just feels like this has been there since you were a kid. But now with the religious split, it's amplified and you have something to point at of like, this is why I feel different. But it's always been there. Mm -hmm. It's always been there. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you can come to peace with that inside yourself, then you can just accept them for who they are. And I'm not saying you're not, but there's just a different level of acceptance that you can get to. And that part of you that will, that just like you're saying to them, please don't try to fix me. Their version back to you would be, we're understanding you the best we can. Please don't try to get us to understand something we can't. Yeah. Like accept our that, level of understanding. Like accept, you know, what we can and cannot do. Um, and then you just get to have a beautiful relationship that you don't talk about religion and spirituality really because it's just different. Right. Yeah. And there's other people in my life that I can connect with yep. over those other those other. Yeah, life paths that we're on, and there are. I actually have people in my life that that really I can speak to freely about that, and we connect on a deeper level. So yeah. I guess that's part of becoming, you know, an adult is saying, yeah, yeah I, there's a certain amount of that yeah. independence that you just have to, you know, the, the child in me is reluctant to let that go, I think. Right. But yeah, I think I need to. That does make total sense. I, I appreciate the way that you word that. <laughs> of course. And, you know, we have the family that we're born into. And then we find our soul family that's on similar path. And sometimes mm -hmm. our biological family can be soul family. And sometimes they're not. And that's okay. That's okay. Right. It's okay for us to have two different kinds of family. And... Again, I would just work with that younger part of you who, you know, may be a little sad that his own family may not see him and understand him completely. And yeah. he, he has to find that through other people, through soul family. So practically, how, how does that look for me to work with my, my younger child or my inner child like is that just sitting and, and kind of meditating or contemplating it a little bit or is there other practical steps I should be taking one of the best ways to do it is to do dominant non-dominant handwriting and just write back and forth and have a dialogue so if you're right-handed your right hand would write from your adult self and the left hand would write from the child self oh, the other okay. thing to do would be to set up two chairs and your adult self sits in one and your child younger self sits in the other and you just go back and forth and have a conversation with yourself and you're moving back and forth. Or you can just plain journal about it or you could just talk out loud to the younger part of yourself. It's really, I think just this conversation alone is going to help because often just those younger parts need to be heard. But I would maybe just sit down, I don't know if meditation is part of your spiritual practice, but just you would go into a meditation, call the younger part of you forward and just ask, you know, is there anything you want to feel or say 
about growing up in our family, you know, and my adult self, my higher self is really here to listen and just see what comes up. Yeah. Okay. That, that sounds like a very doable thing and I'll, I'll certainly give that a try. If you're open to sharing in your spiritual journey right now, what kind of practices are really resonating with you? Hmm. Well, I think so. The, the biggest breakthroughs that I've had recently would be that I never quite understood. And I think this is one of the reasons why I left Christianity is I felt like, well, I should be in conversation with God is the terminology I used. then. I mean, now I might still say God or source or mm-hmm. life force, but I think that it's developing my, I guess, intuition or my knowing. Mm-hmm. And um, it was something that was very scary to me at first uh, because I thought, like I was told, oh, you can't trust your feelings. You need to go to the Bible and see what it has to say about anything. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I'm going like, oh, that's that's scary. But I think there's been a few moments where in a meditative state, I've had these knowings about certain things. And I've even had stuff happen where then I've reached out to someone and said, hey, I was just thinking about you and, you know, have this to tell you and they've been like oh wow that's amazing thanks for thanks for letting me know and it's kind of developing this this um quiet i think just to summarize it i know i'm a little all over the place but just learning to be quiet and to listen and then to to to, uh, grow this trust of when i receive something that isn't of myself and and then acting on these on these knowings um yeah, does that answer the question? I mean, it's yeah. still something that I'm trying to figure out uh, for myself. I would yeah. say it does involve meditation and just trying to be surrounded by by loving people and inviting in, um, you know, love and, and light and trying yep. to just act in that way, you know. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no. a little all over the place. When it comes no, it's to okay. It. It's okay. It's a, a work in progress. But, well, we all are. Yeah. We all are. So... Yeah. I would, since it sounds to me like you're really developing your intuition and your inner knowing, I would go to that place and really ask yourself inside rather than, you know, me telling you, what do I need? What does this part of me need? And let it reveal itself to you. Let that part um, that you're developing and that you're tapping into really lead you through this. Because I think that's going to be your best guide. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Mm, Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes that makes good sense. Yeah, and just enjoy your family, and I acknowledge you. You're very intelligent, very emotionally intelligent as well, and you've handled a difficult situation with a lot of integrity and a lot of truth and honesty. And I'm excited for you too in terms of this path you're on. It seems like you found oh. for something that's really aligned with you, and that's that's what's most important. You know, I'm. That's why I just. Whatever works for people, whatever brings them to a place of truth and love and comfort, I'm in full support of. So I would just wish you continued blessings on your path. Yeah, thank you very much. I, yeah, I really appreciate that. And just I, I'm even this, the fact that this could happen, I think, was just at a critical point in my journey. Yes. And I'm going to learn from this. And, and yeah, I'm excited about what the future has to hold. So, yeah, thank you. 
So thank you, George, for your honesty and for bringing a topic forward that I haven't talked much about on the show, but I think is an important one. And that is when we break from a religion or a family system that we grew up in, that our entire family is very committed to, very entrenched in, and we're the one to leave, especially when we like our family and we had a good home life, and but we're just choosing something different. It can feel very, very, very terrifying to break out of the family, whatever it is, the family business, the family religion, the family political party, the family belief system, you know, whatever like the group think of the family is, if you're the one that's like, oh, I'm going to think something different, I'm going to do something different, it can feel terrifying because remember, one of our survival needs that's super wired to our nervous system and to the part of our brain that's connected to fight, flight, freeze, or fawn is belonging. And when we sever any kind of tie to family, even if logically we can go, oh, this makes complete sense. My family's dysfunctional or I don't agree with this religion or I don't want to do it, deal with this business. We, it still hits that, but where's my tribe? Where's my belonging? Who are my people? And then it can bring up all kinds of feelings of guilt, even feelings of shame. And it can really, really, really be challenging. And so I think George has been handling this in an amazing way. I know many of you probably are going through some kind of family split or some kind of, you know, move from your family. And it may not be as graceful as George's experience. And I'm not minimizing his experience at all. He's definitely had his challenges, but I've I've heard from many, many people over my coaching years of experiences that are a lot more intense. So what I want to repeat that I said in the show is that why it can also feel so intense in addition to it triggering the belonging survival need is that as a child, we probably always felt a little different. We probably always felt like we didn't belong, like we didn't feel really seen, that we didn't feel really understood. And it can be really confusing if you grew up in a relatively healthy family like George did, because there is that love and there is that connection, but you just don't feel completely seen. And that hurts. That hurts because we believe that our family, especially our parents, but just our family should be the ones that know us the best. And sometimes they're just not. Sometimes they're just not the ones that know us the best. And that's okay. Doesn't mean we can't have a relationship with them doesn't mean we can't love them. It's just that we find our soul family in other places. And so that to me is what George was dealing with is why it was hard for him to just be like, you know what? This is good. We, we talk to each other. They're respecting boundaries. I respect their choices. He, there was still, still a part of him that wanted them to get it, <laughs> that really wanted them to get that he found his way and to not think he was going to you know, go to hell or whatever their beliefs might've been. And that piece is that little boy who for many, many years was just like, see me, see me, see me, understand me. So if adult George can tend to that little boy and let him know he is seen, he is understood. And it's okay that family doesn't see the him the way that he might want them to, because they just don't have the lens to be able to do it. And he tends to that little one inside. Then I think that need for them to understand him or for it to be different in any way will start to go away. 
So if you're breaking out of a religion or a business or any kind of family belief system or structure and you're having a tough time with it, I encourage you to take the guidance that I gave George, really go to those younger places inside that probably didn't feel seen and understood and ask yourself, what do I need to do to make myself feel seen and understood by me and stop looking to my family and where can I find my soul family and the people that do see and understand me? because they are definitely out there. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.